This is the Wholesome Monk Podcast. What's going on, y'all? Welcome to the Wholesome Monk Podcast. It's your boy, Wholesome Monk, here. And today, <laughs> today, there's going to be a lot of laughing in this episode. I, I promise y'all that much. Uh, <laughs> today, we have my friend, uh, singer, songwriter, video game enthusiast, especially at Call of Duty and anime. <laughs> Ashlyn Knight, how are you? How are you doing? How are you doing? Today? I'm good. Honestly, that introduction was everything I'd ever hoped for. I've never gotten called a video game enthusiast, though. Like, but that that's cool because essentially that's what I am. I yeah, you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> um, so that that's the, first and foremost, I'm a huge fan. So I'm, I'll try my best not to fanboy. Uh, <laughs> I can't promise nothing. Uh, I'm not professional enough to not fanboy. Uh, so we're going to just go off that out of the way. So if y'all call me a fanboy and a simp in the comments, it is what it is. So let's get started with <laughs> let's get started with the the obvious one, your content, which is amazing. I've been a, a fan for a long time and seeing your Thank you. you know your covers of you know your covers for anime openings for so long and some endings like is amazing. And definitely like what really drew me into your content, especially is the it's just your voice i just feel like it carries so well and definitely like resonates with me because i know a couple people do what you do but what's i feel like at least in my opinion what separates you from them is just you can tell how much your passion for the anime opening um that you're singing goes through how much research you've done in it so talk to me <laughs> you gonna make me laugh <laughs> talk to me about uh a little bit about that like what what motivates you and got you to want to do that type of uh, content Okay, well, first, I just want to say thank you for the kind words. I appreciate that. Um, I really do. Because like, that's like my main thing is when I went into first singing anime covers, like, I wanted people to understand that, like, I love this so much. Like, I just love singing in general. I've been doing it since I was like in, in kindergarten. I used to like sing in my grandmother's garden, like while watering the plants and like I'd be caught on video. So like, it oh, man, all started. That's a whole Disney um, movie. Okay, yeah, right. You literally did. <laughs> so like, I don't know. I, I got into anime. It was like February 2020. I'm pretty sure the first animes I'd seen were Demon Slayer and then the Your Name movie. And knowing me, I'm just like, okay, this is a challenge, like singing a different language. Let me just try it. So first song, obviously, I tackled was Bluebird by Naruto. Had no idea the kind of uh, domino effect that would have on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. And then The songs just started getting harder. Like Domestic Girlfriend had the opening Kawaki Womeku by Minimi, and she just like spit in fire. Like it's so fast. It took me a solid month to learn that song. And I had to listen to it so much that at the end of the year, when Spotify does your yearly wrapped, that was like the number one song I had listened to. I love it. Far surpassing the other ones. So I mean, I've definitely had my struggles as a creator, especially on TikTok, just because of like all the rumors they talk about the algorithm, you know, my content not getting pushed because I think the most uh, discouraging thing is just when your videos aren't getting the reach that you think they should. For sure. Because I never want to take away from the work that other people do because like there's people that are like killing it. Like thing about me is I've never been a skip person. And during that fraction of time where like skits were the only thing getting pushed on the algorithm, I kind of just fell off of the TikTok like page because I was like, it's not me. 
and I can't really force myself to do something that I know I'm just not good at. So I just need, like, I take a lot of time to just listen to the songs and it's gotten to the point where because I was learning the covers just for being able to post that content, like I actually came to enjoy the music. And like through that, I've also been learning how to talk Japanese. Like I'm not fluent by any means, but you know, then those Japanese covers like kind of tumbled into me tackling K-pop me tackling the song in Mandarin from Genshin like it's just all that stuff and I just want people to understand that it's just something I genuinely do care about I love it I enjoy it um and you know just hope that work comes across and is noticed more it definitely is and by the way I I don't want I don't want her to fool y'all because she just downplayed herself she is funny as fuck don't don't let her downplay if she wanted to she could do it and she, if she wanted to do skits, she could do it. Don't, don't let her fool y'all. She, 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 she knows she got the bag. I don't think so. She Thank you. Like, you, know, okay. you know what it is about me, though? Yeah. No, you know what it is about me? Like, my humor is, like, situational. Like, people plan out skits. Like, usually when I'm funny, it's just because I'm kind of in my element around, like, people, like, my friends, family, or just talking to people on the internet. And if something's funny is said in the moment i can kind of bounce back off of that energy and say something funny and then it elicits a reaction from everyone that's why when something's planned out like speeches i, I struggle with that stuff so much that's funny but you know you'd be surprised I, you know you know what's gonna happen yeah we'll, we'll, we'll plan something together we'll do something don't worry we'll do something it'll happen it'll okay happen, it'll, it'll i'm down <laughs> it'll happen. um but no i think i think what you said is really cool because i feel like it's really hard, and I'm sure you can relate to this, to take something you really love um, and you're really passionate about, especially since you're saying you're out here as Disney princess in garden singing. I mean, that's that's really like personal. <laughs> <laughs> that's something really personal and something that I'm sure you had a lot of fun with. So to take that yeah. and then to do content, I feel like people don't understand how big the leap is from just doing something like by yourself and enjoying it just into like a closed environment to like the whole internet. So since you've had your share, your fair share, more it than is. your fair share of viral videos, I'm sure. Oh yeah, no, I mean, when I first, when, when my videos were going viral too, like I couldn't believe it. Cause like, but I, I, it probably has to do with how I was raised as well, just like being an only child. Like I'm very used to just being like kind of closed off. Like I love hanging out with people, but I go through my periods where I just need personal time. And I just always feel like I was too scared to post stuff on the internet because I was dead ass afraid of what people would think of me. That's fair. <clears throat> like, I mean, I was bullied in middle school when I was in chorus um, because I got oh, solos and then like a bunch of kids damn. found my YouTube page when I was younger and yeah. they started making fun of my covers. Like I, I have, that's <clears throat> the way I was conditioned to care about what people think, like just from like my, my surroundings, like going to school where I did. So, you know, at, at one point I was getting judged by like people from my past, like three years ago, I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. Like I'll just post it to post it, see where it goes. And you know, it just do that focus on my career and then who knows what the hell is going to happen that's eventually what it came out to so no no regrets yeah. that's right no regrets that's what we have no around regrets. here yeah. <laughs> that's uh <laughs> no but i feel like you know and i actually wanted to that's a great segue because i want to speak on um you know i guess self-confidence when it comes to you know posting about 
you know, your, your covers or even original soundtracks. Again, Wanting You Back is on my rainy day uh, playlist. I have on my, on my, um, my Apple you. Music. Uh, I just so exposed cool. myself. But anyway, uh, so, so it is because I remember when you first tweeted about it, I was like, oh, that's really cool because more than just just covers, you know, I, you and I'm not saying this just because we're friends and, you know, and you're on my podcast, but like you have a legitimate voice and you it definitely carries. So I was like, oh, it'd be really cool to uh, hear you do like songs. But I know that's a lot of it's a lot of fucking work. And mm-hmm. um, I'm sure many people have like just add you that like, hey, when when is this coming out? That coming out? I don't want to like be a part of the echo chamber. But so it was nice to see you take that next uh, another step into something you really love doing. And making that song um you know so talk to a little bit about that like that song and where the self-confidence i guess came into play when it comes to like making your own music this time around okay so that's song i it was kind of like initially a challenge for myself like i remember valentine's day 2020 i was like lonely as hell I don't know if it was 20 or 20. No, I think it was 2021. It was after the pandemic. It was it was like Valentine's Day 2021. I post on Twitter. I'm like, you know, if this gets a certain amount of likes, let me just come up with a song and like post it. So like in 45 minutes, the tweet got the likes. I'm in the studio cooking it up because I have a home studio. So largely my music influence does come from my parents because my dad was, uh, he. both of my parents are pianists, except my dad played like in a wedding band and then my mom kind of, just took lessons growing up she never did anything with it so i was self-taught on piano so i have like a mac where i run logic pro x i kind of came up with the lyrics naturally all of my songs are about something or someone just like anybody else so that song was about a guy that i had a short fling with that i thought it could turn into something great and then it ends up not being something great and then you're just yeah that definitely came to life in that song yeah like what could it have been that's what it turned into yeah so (laughs) i think for me like I'm definitely a perfectionist and that's an issue because like I want it to sound as good and like uniform throughout but also like not cheesy if that makes sense like so I I throw in like 40 different tracks of like instruments to try to make it as complex as possible but then I'm like wait this could sound different this might sound better so at one point you just kind of got to like rip off the band-aid and just post it right Cause I mean, you're probably going to regret not putting it out there at all. And like, if you did put it out there, like I have people accusing me of auto-tune this and that, even with my anime covers and I prove them wrong every time. Plus people don't understand that auto-tune is like an industry standard. Like that's why everything sounds so great on the radio is because they have that layer of, of course. Like, perfecting the vocals. Like it's not something bad. Like you can tell immediately if someone could sing or not with or without auto-tune. So with the song, it took me like six months to finally just like get it to where I wanted it to be. I sent it to someone I had found on Fiverr. He's actually from Sweden and he's a music engineer. And I was just like, wow, like this is like radio quality. Like I don't even care if it like never goes viral. I'm like, just the fact that I was able to make something like this, even though people thought I could never make like a song. Like I even had my parents they, they like play in the backyard. They were like, Loki, this is like kind of good. I was like, yeah, thanks. I was like, cool. Like they actually. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. You think it's a good song. That's nice. Like, so that's kind of what happened with it. And then the thing is, I think getting enough sleep and then balancing everything else that you have going on. That's what makes it difficult with writing music, especially because I also have to like still continue making 
making anime covers in order to maintain some kind of relevancy on TikTok, sadly. I mean, the algorithm is difficult already. So like if I'm not pushing out stuff, like my follower count is just tanking. But I definitely think moving forward, whatever the next algorithm brings us, I want to find a way to expand to a broader audience so that way I can start promoting like original music on TikTok because I feel like the music industry has definitely changed like I feel like you don't need a major label to find some kind of success especially because you can go to a distributor upload your own songs to Spotify and Apple Music like you don't need the push of a major label or publishers behind that so it's like might as well try right like who cares at this point I got nothing to lose that's where I'm at I mean, that's fair. I, I think that's a that's a great like attitude to have, because like you said, um, the the climate for m- a lot of things that people create, whether it's music or for me, it's like poetry or spoken word or for other people, it's just like skits and stuff. You don't have to wait for, you know, a major uh, studio or label or something to push that kind of content You kind of do your own thing, which is what you what you've done with the success of, you know, your platforms that you've built. And I've, I've, I've followed you for couple of years so I've seen you build it up and you know take your time with it and have fun mm-hmm. with it which is really important um to do especially again uh, the fun and love that you have for what you do as a parent anyone that listens to your to your songs or your covers that that's that's made apparent and that's why I really uh, love about it especially like what was it trust me I alone watch your videos enough to fuel whatever the algorithm is going to do so you don't have to worry about that but, <laughs> You did one recently for Full Metal Alchemist. Um, I forgot which opening it was. Oh, it it. was the first one. It was again. It was again by Yui. Yeah, there we go. And what I loved about that is just like, again, it was like, I think I forgot what, I forgot how long you took. I don't think you took that long, like at all. I think you like, I remember you tweeting about it and then you just like did it. Yeah. And I was like, see, like that's that's crazy. Cause like, that doesn't like, let's say, let's say I could, let's say I could sing better than I can. I'll never make it public ever again, but let's say I could sing better than I can. Right. It was still taking like five days to warm up and then like probably like 40 retries before I put that thing up. So it'd probably take mm-hmm. me like two months, but for you just be like, should I just do this? Should I just do this? Yeah. Okay, let's go do it. And then do it is, is, it's skill. It's, it's skill that you've developed and that you've grinded for. And I think that's really impressive. It's sponsorship time. You know what it is. We got to pay some bills around here. And today's sponsor is Anchor. You ever heard about Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free. And who doesn't like free? Also, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast, you know, money, bread, moolah, and with no minimum listenership, which is a big deal. It's how I got started. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So drop what you're doing. And if you want to start your podcast, now you know how to do it. Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening. Now enjoy the rest of the Wholesome Monk podcast. And that's fucking awesome. Um... And to to switch gears a bit, I know you're also anyone who follows you on anything knows how much of a gamer you are. Yeah. Um, I consider myself a very avid gamer, but you, 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 you take the cake. Yeah. I'll bow down to your knowledge here. Um, talk to me a little <laughs> bit about uh, 
about the gaming like when that when that start and uh how did you get okay. to now so with gaming like i've been playing video games since i was like four like i i had my first console was a PlayStation 1, and I was obsessed with, like, the Spyro and Crash Bandicoot games. Then, naturally, I, you know, transgressed to PS2, and then I think eighth grade. Like, all the guys in my neighborhood. Context. I grew up in a neighborhood where it was predominantly guys, and I think there was another girl. So, I kind of I grew up being a tomboy. So, naturally, when everybody's playing video games, I'm like, yo, let me, like, try. So, eighth grade, all the boys were obsessed with Black Ops 1. I was like, okay, I'm going to ask my parents for an Xbox 360 and Black Ops 1. So, that's when Call of Duty, like, became a part of my life. Grinding zombies all the time. Like, just gaming with friends for hours on end on live. Um, And then I kind of did stuck with that for two years. I think I fell out of it with high school because I was just like, you know what? Let me try to get a boyfriend. Dumbest thing I could have ever freaking done. Like, I don't know why I tried so hard to be like a girl. You relate so much to this. Yeah. So I was just like, whatever. Come back to college. I'm just kind of doing my own thing. Oh, man. It sounds like my origin story. Trying to find myself. And then I was like, you know what? Like, PCs are like exploding. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So like the PCs blew up and I got back into Call of Duty. And I remember growing up, my mom especially had told me that someone she worked with, the son was like a competitor in Call of Duty. So I knew about this guy forever. And then eventually when I came into the scene as like a fan, I started making friends with people in the competitive Call of Duty scene, even through Twitch, going to TwitchCon, networking with people. And so I ended up meeting this person that I've known about my whole life, but I never actually met him at one of the Call of Duty events. And I was like, this is like so cool because it's like such a small world and it's crazy how stuff happens. So yeah, I play it a lot just because it's fun and I really like the competitive aspect of it. I've met so many wonderful people through just video gaming in general. Like obviously it's just, it's a generational thing with us because like our parents will never understand like how never <laughs> easy it is to just like make friends and have friends all across the country. Like I've gone on several trips with said friends now and like, yeah, it can be a little bit expensive, but they're definitely memories that'll stick with me for the rest of my life. And I know that they're people that have my back, even if it's not constant physical communication, like as often as I'd like, you know, but no gaming is like only exploding in my opinion, especially like what, when the pandemic happened, I feel like since everybody was forced to be indoors, that forced so many people to like explore new hobbies, like PCs, video gaming, even like going to Guitar Center or Sam Ash, everything in music production was sold out because people were locked inside and didn't have anything better to do. So with that, you also see an increase in just the esports ecosphere. And, um, you know, people are making livable salaries off of competing in esports, even though like, you know, other people are like, oh, esports isn't like a real sport. I mean, it is. Like, it's still the same thing. Whenever my dad asks me about competitive Call of Duty, he's just like, I'm like, dude, it's like MLB. Like, the players get paid <laughs> salaries like that, and they get full benefits. It's just like the NBA, MLB, any other franchise, like, um, sport. So, yeah, I'm actually, there's, like, two more. No, there's three more events this year. There's a Toronto LAN event that's happening in May. Then there's a New York event. And that just got bumped up to July 14th through 17th. So naturally I'll be going to that since I'm in Jersey. And then I think the champs event in August is going to be in Vegas. So that I, I, I go for many reasons, like because of friends, but also because I date someone in the scene. So like now I have someone that I can support, which is like fun. So yeah, it's definitely busy, but like I said, they're just cool memories. You can't trade that for the world.
I agree. I think I think the gaming um, is definitely something that's going to. It already has exploded. I mean, there's stadiums being built all over the country. Sports, yeah. Yeah, there's it's it's. I mean, the, the salaries for some of these people and the teams are like insane. Um, yeah. It's it, it goes it goes crazy, and especially like what you're saying about Call. It's actually funny you say that about Call of Duty. Guys still have is right on the side of the camera, but I still have the the poster I came we're pre-ordering the game. I still have it. Yeah. In 2010. Yeah. So like, it's, it's, it's funny. I actually tweeted the other day, got, in my opinion, call the black ops one is the best call of duty. That's just me, but I'm curious to hear. Yeah. Which one it is. is. Okay. It's so good. I okay. love it. Y'all heard it here first. <laughs> Y'all hear, heard it here first. Uh, the call of duty queen herself has, has said so. <laughs> so we all have to agree. And now I can do about it. Um, that that's, that's good. I, I yeah, I think, Call of Duty definitely means a lot to me. I mean, I've spent countless hours on Modern Warfare 2. Yeah. spent countless hours on Black Ops 1. And uh, yeah, and it's just, it's just it just goes crazy to me. And I just really enjoy, you know, I also yeah. started on a PS1 playing Spyro, Crash Bandicoot. Um, I had a Dragon Ball Z mm-hmm. game that I played countless to the point where I broke the disc. <laughs> um so i had like yeah that was a, it was it was pretty bad and now that i have a finally got my hands on a ps4 a couple of months ago or a ps5 a couple of months ago um it's nice to be able to get back into gaming and I, I stream here so now it's like i've had like a little lull of gaming but then i kind of got a lot back up um with it i, I haven't played the new call of duty yet i haven't was it what's the new call of duty vanguard vanguard so, honestly I'm, I'm gonna be honest the last oh oh so the last three titles were kind of like mid, but <laughs> Black Ops 4 was great. We all used to just like complain about the game just because there was bugs in it. But then Modern Warfare dropped and that was like, for lack of a better word, a beep show. Like it was just, because I don't know if I can curse on it. You can go ahead. You can say whatever you want. I'm trying not to curse. So like, it was just so bad. Yeah, it was a shit show. That's okay. So <laughs> then like Cold War came out and it was like, okay, this has like the typical Black Ops Treyarch feeling game. Like this isn't bad. Then Vanguard was dropped and they promised it was going to be the best game on launch. And there's something called Bloom. Like, so basically like the bullets that you're shooting, there's like a delay in like where they go. And they also don't shoot in a trajectory that you want them to shoot in. So you're never guaranteed like a kill, no matter how shoot you can stri- uh no, no matter how straight you can shoot, you can be the best player and still hits you like it, you're not getting the kill. So there's just a lot of inconsistencies in the game. Even with the ranked play now, you used to be able to queue with your friends. And now if you're not within a certain um, like SR, which is like a thousand points, essentially, if my friend has 2,400 points and I have like 1,300, I can't queue with them, which kind of sucks because you want to be able to play competitively with your friends especially because they're people you're comfortable with and they just kind of took that away so yeah i wouldn't waste your money on vanguard i mean if you want to like dabble and like maybe watch competitive it's fun to watch it's just terrible to play it makes you want to bash your brains out i'll say i've I've definitely caught all your streams and you didn't look like you were having uh the best of fun um so there goes that that sponsorship for call of duty vanguard but uh switching gears a little bit (laughs) into uh anime I was super curious about, you know, your anime tastes and your your anime journey. So when did your anime journey start? What was that first anime that you're like, start? I gotta do this. I gotta do this now. This is the thing. It was okay. 
<laughs> it was literally Demon Slayer. <laughs> Like I got it recommended by so many people. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, okay. Like I know the opinion that people have on Demon Slayer, you know, mid storyline reanimation. Like it's fine, it's fine. But I mean, from that, like I'd say I'm like very well rounded when it comes to anime now because there's some people that have been in the scene for a long time and just refuse to like watch really old anime, like That's because. True. I've just watched so much like I went back to like 2006 I've even watched a couple 90s animes and like there's some hidden gems in that and people won't give it a I can't really say much like people won't give it a try because of the style of animation just like I'm hesitant to watch Jojo's just because of how that's animated but like to each their own it's fine <laughs> but my taste so I I got into it like like I said pandemic I just start binging anime like anything possible I watched like you know the, the more mainstream ones then I went on like a shoujo binge. At one point, I was watching Reverse Harem only. Like I, I've I've literally like watched it all. Like to name like titles that are probably like my favorite. I'll go with like Fire Force. Uh, I'm gonna pull up my Annie list. Actually, this makes sense. I have an Annie list, and I like rate everything. I kind of keep track of what I'm watching. So like 86. Let me put on my light. I was never a mecha anime person until I. Saw 86. I even gave Code Geass a try, kind of dropped it, so I might give it another chance. But 86 is by far one of my favorite animes. Given's a good music anime. Death Parade is like one of those animes that'll have you questioning your life after you watch True. it. Facts. Um, Bungo Stray Dogs, if you just want a good laugh. So I feel like I I dabble in all, all genres. Like I probably my least favorite genre I would like to say is Isekai, just because I feel like the amount of animes they produce <laughs> in that in that genre is just like <laughs> So much like they're not showing shoujo enough love they're, they're showing isekai a lot love and most of the isekai plots that i've seen are the exact same like i hate to say it, i'm sure there's a very good isekai out there but i've not found one that like appeals to me so much that it's something i'd watch repeatedly you know that's fair. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm a huge Demon Slayer fan. I mean, I live my Tanjiro cosplay like right there. So I'm not, you know, I'm not that. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. I, I keep telling people Demon Slayer is going to bring a lot of people um, to the fold. I mean, it's super, it's go to any convention. There's a shit ton of Demon Slayer cosplayers yeah. like all over the place. Um, and it's funny that you say, so you don't, so, so <laughs> let me make sure I say this correctly. Okay. So what what is what is your top five it doesn't have to be in order but what like what's your your, your for sure go to top five because that's what the people really want to know my my go-to top five i gotta look at my list it's okay so my top five is probably like 86 bungo stray dogs death parade fruits baskets and then I'd, i'd say like demon slayer but it's like it's hard because my taste is always changing and like I want to be selfish like I don't want just a top five I feel like there's so much anime that people won't (laughs) give a chance to like one of my cute like my all-time favorite shoujo anime that I I just don't include in my top five is Kami-sama Kiss just because like I've seen that so much that I can recite all the lines and it makes me cry every time I watch the OVAs like I just and people most people don't know what it is because they see Tomoe who's like a, a kitsune like yokai fox and they're just like oh furry 
I'm like, no, that's not the main plot. Like he's got ears, but it's more than that. Like, like, oh my God. It's just, I don't know. There's certain anime that I feel like people are very judgmental of just because of like what they see on the forefront. But once you watch it, you're just like, wow. Like another anime that snuck into my top 10 is Nana. Nana is like such a mature romance anime. I cried so many times watching it too, just because it struck a chord within me. It's like one of those like up and coming stories. Yeah. And you're just like, you're just like, wow, kind of depressed. Like, especially with the way the manga author left it. it yeah, I have mixed feelings about it. So, but yeah, I, I don't know. My top five people would be like, wow, it's so mainstream mid. It's stuff that I enjoy, you know? I mean, you know, you won't hear it from me. Uh, just don't, just do yourself a favor and never check out any of my eighty-six videos. That's all I ask. Just don't, don't watch a single. Matter of fact, I don't even you watch don't my like page. Eighty-six. I, it's not that. It's not. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. It's like, I'm, I'm giving another shot. Let's say that. Let's say I, I'm waiting for the dub. The dub's out. I think for majority of the episodes. You know what? I did watch the dub first, and I will say, the very first. Episode episode of 86 I did not like I thought the pacing was super slow like it didn't really get me into the story and then like third episode in I like binged the rest of one night like I understand like <laughs> the thing that's and you know what season two is actually much better than season one and it's actually rated higher in my anime list too so that goes to show that season two like really was good but it's definitely I can see where it would be hard to get into. And also like, there's a lot of history that like the actual plot alludes to and like a lot of controversies can come from it. So it's definitely something that you have to go into with an open mind and like some intellect because you kind of have to pick it apart in your brain and be like, okay, this is fiction at the end of the day, but you know what, what's being talked about on the, in the story is like very important because it kind of does reflect a little bit of our history. So, yeah. That's fair. I think, I think that's fair. It's, you know, it's okay. It's, you know, I can tell how much it means to you. So to pull out the intellect card, I, I get it. I get it. You know what I'm saying? But that's, that's, that's cool. That That's cool. She, uh, you know what I'm saying? I, I get it though. I, I, no, no. But like I said, no, but I didn't mean like that. Like the I don't know. I don't, like know. I don't know. No, I, I don't didn't. know. No, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm oh kidding. my God. No, but it's like, <laughs> it's like, you know, when people like, like you see it as an anime creator on TikTok, some of like the phases that we go through where like everybody on the app is just fighting over like over everything. topics and it, it takes away from the enjoyment of it but it's also like people are very quick to jump the gun instead of like you know having a conversation about it you know because i feel like being able to talk is very important like you can't talk over someone you have to hear them out you also have to call someone out when you know they've done something wrong and i just feel like especially with the younger demographic on the app. Uh, they don't like talking. They just like yelling, especially at all big creators. So that's another thing that's like very scary about the app. Cause like you also see some creators get away with stuff whereas like other creators would get canceled for it. And it's just like, it, it's, it's, you gotta tread lightly, you know? That's why I also don't like giving up like personal stuff because it's like at the end of the day everybody in the comment section is having a parasocial relationship with me just as they would with any other creator nope. and the minute they get too curious and nosy is like when I have to step back because at the end of the day I'm just putting out this content because it makes me happy hopefully it makes other people happy too and you don't need to know anything else 
about my personal life besides the content itself you know that's 100 fair i feel like uh yeah it gets a little it gets very dangerous especially i feel like for women of course like yes i mean for everybody but especially for women it gets, it's for uh, women crazy. and like the hate that i've seen like poc creators get to like like it, it, it fucking breaks my heart for sure. Like, cause like, I, I can't really like, I'm poor Spanish, but I'm never going to like go through what like everybody else has gone through in that sense. Like, that's why I try to sympathize as much as I can. And like, if I can speak out on something to help the cause, I will. But then I also know my place at the end of the day, you know? That's fair. Like if I was to say something like without, with like, if I was to like clip this, with no context, right? Like if I were to just look directly into camera mm-hmm. and say, <clears throat> My Hero Academia is the worst anime of all time. And just clip that. We'll see what happens. We'll yeah. see what happens. That's gonna be the that's gonna be the teaser for this episode. We'll see what happens. <laughs> but uh <laughs> we'll see where that goes. <laughs> it'll be, I'm sure it'll be, I'm sure it'll be really PG in the oh comment section. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's 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 one of those like things. like you, you know what I saw today because you know how today's Bakugo's birthday. Oh, it is today. Today's Bakugo's birthday, and people were actually in TikTok comments arguing about, oh, he's eighteen now, means I can simp him. Who cares? Just leave it alone. Just move on with your life, bro. Like what? <laughs> oh, I have to screenshot how animated you got, and I'm gonna put it on. I'm gonna put it on today, and just be like. <laughs> It's today's ball. Happy birthday, Bakio. <laughs> From Ash's happy birthday. I'm I'm gonna clip that. I'm I'm gonna get I'm I'm gonna screenshot it later and I'm gonna be like, this is it. This is the thumbnail. Happy. This is she just loves Bakugo so much, and it's just crazy. And guys, you have <laughs> to you were gonna call me. No, <laughs> you have to leave her alone. Okay, let let her simp and y'all don't understand how how much she held this in. All right, and we just have to we have to, as a fan no, base. No, no, I don't simp Bakugo though. I'm just. Oh no, yeah, yeah, of course you don't. Of course, of course. Oh course my you god, don't. I was about cool. to say. I will like, <laughs> get eaten alive. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you know, it's it's okay though. You know, it's, it's, you're not alone. Um, but but anyway, enough enough of me getting you in trouble. Um, thank thank you so much for uh. Um, <laughs> the pitchforks are gonna come out. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy when you do that. That that when your next single is just Bakugo, I love you. Like that's gonna be a crazy song. I cannot wait for that <laughs> shit. Wait, I actually have more songs coming out soon. I, I I was just about to allude to that. I was gonna let you. I was gonna give you the floor. Um, can we just end the episode? So I want to give you the floor to tease anything you got coming out. Where can the people find you on the internet? Go go buck wild. Okay, so the next single that I'm releasing is called Gemini. <laughs> uh, I'm. I'm going to have a teaser on Twitter, 422. Maybe I'll post a teaser on, like, Instagram. Um, maybe I'll try the self-promoting original music on TikTok. I don't know yet. But basically, it's a song about um, someone that I talked to. And I was friends with them for a while. And then I quickly realized just, like, how kind of crappy they were, you know? So it's just a song, you know, it's funny because Geminis are, like, known for being too I'm sorry if anyone's in a Gemini watching this. I'm sure you're very nice. You're just not the Gemini that I knew, if that makes sense. Just, I just want to let y'all know, I never said shit. That wasn't me. But go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> so, but, um, yeah. But no, and, then, and then I have another song called Toxic Love. That... 
that will be on the EP. And that's actually about someone else's relationship that I've witnessed from the sidelines. So yeah. And then I think what I might do is maybe I'll drop like a cover of a song on the EP plus two more original songs. I haven't figured it out yet what I want to do. Also, I have Again by Yui, which will be released on Spotify and iTunes probably in two weeks. That full cover is going up as well. So I've got a lot of stuff in the works. And that's why I'm just not getting sleep lately. See? And now my sibling just increased. I'm going to have no time. So when I become unemployed, it's because I have to digest all this content. So thanks a lot for that. Um, but uh, where can the people find you on the internet? Uh, literally all my socials, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, everything Twitch at Ashley Knight, A-S-H-L-E-N-I-T-E. And I'm most responsive on Twitter. Literally, just like I, I respond to everybody on Twitter. I'm just kind of like all over the place. So yeah, that's right. So when y'all have your questions about the about My Hero Academia, the biggest My Hero fan of all time is Ashley Knight. Yeah. Unless y'all know that, all right. Yeah. The biggest Bakugo supporter, oh. uh, <laughs> Deku's mom, everything, all, all, all the all the all the theories. You just confirmed it right there. It's crazy. So that's that's a big scoop. This is big news. This is insane that it's happening on my podcast right now. I can't <laughs> I can't believe that. Um, <laughs> but uh, y'all can find me on if I'm on so if I'm on that platform, it's going to all be the same at wholesome underscore monk. And if you listen to this podcast or you watched it, you're now ten percent more wholesome than you were before you listened. Peace out, everybody, and go stream, go stream. I want to make sure I get this right. I don't always do this, but we have to do this. Brash, wanting you back is out right now. That is out right now on yeah. Spotify and Apple Music, if I'm correct. correct Apple Music, right? everything, everything, literally everything, everything. everything. Yep. You yep. need a VHS tape. No, I'm not, I'm sorry. Uh, 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 a tape deck. You need a. If you have a Walkman, we're gonna get that to you. Special order. <laughs> Heard it here first. <laughs> See y'all on the next one. Peace Bye. out. Thank you for having me.